You have the American dream. You own your own business. But owning a business turns out to be more than you thought. It's a pain in the neck. You're not getting where you want to go. You're not getting what you want to get. And you're working 97 hours a week. We're here to help you fix that. This is the Small Business Celebration Podcast. I am your host, Michael Roberts, and on this podcast, you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Before we begin our interview with this week's successful small business visioneer, I want to take a moment and thank you, the listener, for helping Small Business Celebration reach a significant milestone. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, you're about to hear an example of why. 1,500 plus small business owners connect with Small Business Celebration on a weekly basis. When you consider Kern County has just over 10,000 small businesses, 1,500 plus weekly connections is significant. We thank the tremendous content that our Visioner guests continue to provide to this podcast and you, Visioner Nation, who have subscribed to this podcast, internalized our guests' valuable insight, and because of it, are growing a strong and profitable business. And we thank you. Well, hello, Visioners. I'm Michael Roberts with the Small Business Celebration Podcast. And our guest this week is Dave Plivlich of the Marcon Group. And we are recording this here in this conference room here in uh, beautiful Bakersfield, California. And uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I have made this very fortunate greeting and introduction is from a previous guest we had with Wayne Dietz Jr., who was on the podcast. And he suggested I get in touch with you because you have an amazing superpower. I've got an ability to uh, get things done and find solutions. Uh, um, I'm real good at connecting people. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, obviously comes out through my business is that, uh, you know, there's there's issues that can be solved. You know, so everything's solvable, and there's uh, multiple ways to skin a cat, mm-hmm. and uh, we take a look at those, and you know, I, I, we find solutions. There's a way to get it done. There's, a, you know, sometimes not everybody looks at all the different possible angles to a mm-hmm. solution, you know, or to an issue. They'll kind of throw their hands up and like, oh my gosh, and, and <laughs> you know, uh, one of the common things that you know I, I say through the years, uh, you know. Well, you can talk, ask my boys, you know, or you ask my boys what's rule number one, I'll tell you real quick, it's uh, don't panic, you know, so, you know, if, uh, um, you know, if you're, you're in an airplane or heart surgery or brain <laughs> surgery, you know, last thing you want is that individual panicking and, right. and you know, as much as uh, things might seem overwhelming to you, closing your eyes and clicking your heels, wishing it'll go away, it's not, you know, so you have to keep your eyes open and you have to relax and go, okay, how am I going to get this addressed, you know? How does this philosophy integrate with your business here with the Marcom Group? Well, dealing with number of situations, you know, it, it may be somebody's budget, um, you know, that they, they have the Rolls Royce dream, but the, you know, Volkswagen uh, budget, they still need to accomplish something. So there, there's a way to accomplish something that may not uh, uh, be as great as a more expensive uh, solution. Um you know, and that's tough sometimes because it, it, 
you know, you, you got to educate the client to go, okay, look, we can do this this way and, and you're going to save a bunch of money, but eventually you are going to get to the point where it has to be done this way. And, right. You know, and, and a lot of that can be on the website sort of, uh, side of things. Um, just the development process, you know, is it, we, we spend more time in the back end development to make it easier for the end user to use. Uh, you know, that takes more time to, to do that and develop that. So, um, for those listeners who aren't familiar with the Marcon Group, what does the Marcon Group do? Good question. <laughs> uh, well, in March, we celebrated 21 years in business. Wow. Uh, when I originally started the company, it was to focus on website development because that was pretty new. Mm-hmm. And um, you really started things, started seeing you know businesses wanting websites around 96. And uh, the agency I was working for, we did a lot of print and we did a lot of uh, TV commercials and radio. So web was pretty new. Um, so... I started my business in 98 and uh, with a primary focus on web development, uh, my reputation was definitely print design, you know, mm-hmm. uh, logos and ads and, and, and whatnot, brochures. Then uh, about 2007, um, the talent that I had uh, gathered, uh, a lot of them had traditional advertising marketing backgrounds. So, uh, you know, print designers that didn't really know web and uh, or writers or you know even photographers for that matter uh you know early days of web you kind of had to be a jack of all trades you know and and in fact in the early days of web you really um um they wanted computer programmers they were the ones developing websites and you know it's funny you know going to some of those early meetings you know you're in the conference room and you're in your meeting with uh, this team of the, the marketing department and then this team of IT folks and it's like okay if we were designing a brochure would you want the press operator in here I mean the, you know the computer was just the medium of delivery uh, and, and, and so it took a long time to kind of get through that uh, we had actually the place I'd worked before I started the company um, I discovered I, I enjoyed this was this was a fresh uh, um, thing that I could do this with this website stuff and I remember you know talking to the uh, owner I was working for and he said well, we'll hire somebody so we hired a you know computer science guy out of uh, Montana and uh, he didn't care for Bakersfield he, he didn't appreciate <laughs> <laughs> he didn't appreciate Bakersfield uh, but you know so he was with us for about two years um, and he left and he went to work for a company down in Los Angeles. Uh, and so this is 90, 97, 98. Their average website was a million bucks and like a $35,000, you know, quote fee that was non-refundable. And he kept calling me on a regular basis. He goes, Dave, you got to get into this website stuff. And I'm like, why? And he goes, computer guys are building websites. They shouldn't be. And, uh, you know, so I, I really took that to heart. And, and, you know, it was a golden opportunity for me. I was, it was, you know, one of those classic in the right place at the right time. And so, you know, like I said, so around 2007, when I realized most of my team had a traditional um, advertising marketing background, uh, we kind of went full circle. So, you know, it used to be back in the day, you know, agencies did radio, print, and television, and then they would outsource to, you know, a computer science guy <laughs> most of the time to develop a website. And, you know, and so then web agencies really started uh, blossoming. And uh, then eventually the, the traditional agencies started doing websites internally, where we kind of went from the website approach and, and back to full service agency. So th- that is one of the things that I think makes us very unique is, is that um, we're very holistic in our approach 
And so what we're doing on the web, what we're doing in social media, what we're doing in, in printed brochures or billboards or, or video, you can tell uh, it's all intertwined. I mean, uh, we've really come to uh, look at our strong point is we're a real branding agency. I mean, we're, we're understanding, um, you know, how there is that box and a lot of designers struggle with that kind of thing because they don't like being in a box, but, but with branding, you have to, you know, honor the logo. You have to honor your, your colors and, 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 you know, your font styles and, and, and every, every piece that you do, whether it's a trade show booth or, um, you know, a, a letter, you know, everything that's, that's coming out of your organization represents you and it's got to look dialed in. I mean, and that, that builds a subconscious, uh, confidence in your customer, you know, right. Hey, you know, they've got their stuff dialed in. That means they're going to, you know, take good care of me. They're going to pay attention to detail when it comes to the service that I'm pro- providing, for example, you know, so. Right. Classic example, you know, and I, and I get it, you know, a small business is starting out. And so, I mean, they're watching every single penny, but what they're, where they make a mistake is, okay, I'm going to advertise in this publication over here. I'm going to advertise or do this billboard over here. And each one of these organizations go, okay, well, we'll design your ad for free. Well, you know, someone's got to see your ad and your, your logo or your brand, you know, five to seven times before it triggers and, 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 and they remember it. So they're missing an opportunity with each one of those hits and you know it, it so then they're then they're frustrated that hey my advertising isn't effective and it's like well is it not effective because of the way you're doing it <laughs> you know uh I, you know i remember years ago uh it was early stages of when i, I started my business there was a um a person, a company here in town doing promotional items. And so the sales rep came to me and said, Hey, I got this client, you know, here's their logo and they, they need this formatted, you know, in such a way for whatever a coffee mug or whatnot or t t-shirt. And, uh, you know, the, the client had designed the logo themselves, you know, and it's amazing that they, how they did it. You know, I, I'm still blown away with the <laughs> software that they use to do it. I actually saw it. I got an ad the other day um, for a, a magazine that we, uh, we do. It was actually created in PowerPoint. And I'm like, that's the first time in my 30 years <laughs> that I've ever seen somebody create an ad in PowerPoint. That, that's amazing in itself. Uh, but anyway, so show me the logo and it's for this painting company. And I'm like, you know, it, it's this, you know, whatever paint company and there's this can of paint and there's this paintbrush kind of by the can and this paint's dripping all down around this paint can. I'm like, this logo kind of screams it. Hey, I'm a sloppy painter. (laughs) And she's like, Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) You know? Um, you know, so again, it's thinking about that, that stuff. And, you know, again, I think, um, with my company, you know, and our team, we are a group effort. I mean, you know, it, it's, you know, years ago I had uh, some designers, and I hope they're not listening to this. I'm not going to mention names, <laughs> but, you know, they, they would get real frustrated when, you know, we would design an ad or a brochure or just anything and, or a website, you know, and we'd show it to the office manager. We'd show it to other uh, staff members in the office, and they were, like, so frustrated because they're like, well, you know, they don't have that background that we do for design. I'm like, that's great, but they're the end user. If they didn't get <laughs> and don't get that call to action or it doesn't um, motivate them or stimulate them some way emotionally, you're, you've missed the mark. Right. You know, and so that's one thing that I, I definitely pride uh, myself on with 
you know, my team is, uh, we, we look at things as a team. I mean, it didn't start out Dave's web pages for a reason. <laughs> you know, it was the vision of, of, a, of a group eventually. And, and we truly have that group that, you know, everybody comments and looks and, you know, and, and you can tell the difference. And, and, and sometimes the, to the end user, you know, if you, if you got this ad or this ad and they're sitting side by side, some people can't tell the difference. Um, but subconsciously you're going, oh, this is just much better you know and it can be little things such as fonts colors uh you know where um you know the photo itself i mean you can't cut yourself short on that stuff i mean you know if you're if you're a small business getting started you've got to look at it as an investment and, and obviously you're putting a lot of time and effort and, and heart and soul into it and uh you know it, careful where you cut you know you know so At Clarua Tire Company, we know that you want to be safe and secure riding on tires from a family who cares about your family as much as we care for our own. In order to do that, you need quality tires from a family you trust. The problem is, is that there are a hundred different national tire stores in town and their buying process is a chore and they treat you like a faceless number. We believe that you and your family are an extension of our family. We understand the noise you feel with the hundreds of faceless different tire companies that treat you like a faceless number. And that is why we at Clarou Tire Company have one of the largest repeat customer bases in Kern County for the last 77 years. Here's how we do it. When you come into Clarou Tire, you're not just a number, you become family. We select the specific tire that's the safest for your family, your car, and your budget. We install your tires and give you an unconditional guarantee on your tires. Join the Clarou Tire Company family at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield, California, or call us at 661-324-6069 or find us on our website at clarutire.com. That's C-L-E-R-O-U tire.com. Stop the feeling of faceless confusion from 100 different national tire stores. Join the family with the Clarou Tire Company family. You'll be glad you did. Clarou Tire Company, 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield, California. Or call us at 661-324-6069 or find us on our website at clarutire.com. That's C-L-E-R-O-U tire.com. I'm talking with uh, Dave Pivlich here with the Maricon Group, and we're talking about making connections. And we're talking about how building connections with your team is important. And I want to take a step back for a moment and ask you, Dave, how do, how do you go about as the business owner in developing a, a connection and a relationship with your team that brings out the, the group as a whole to be stronger than their individual parts? Being open and straightforward on things. Um, I think that's important. Uh, you know, one of the things that when we, as a group, when we sit down and discuss a, a project or, or, or anything, and we've got a new person, um, and you know, we may be, you know, talking in acronyms and all this other stuff. And, <laughs> you know, you, you look over and you catch, you know, the, the new person shaking their head. Yes. And that's when I stop and go, did you understand what we just said? And they're shaking uh, their head, no. <laughs> no. I'm like, all right, so here's the deal. 
No such thing as a dumb question. I'd much rather you stop and go, hey, I don't understand that, than to us go down this path, and then one of, the, one of these times you're in front of the client, and they ask you something, and you're going, I don't know. I forgot to raise. I didn't raise my hand because I was embarrassed. I didn't want to look stupid. You, you're going to look stupid if, if you're saying that you understand and you don't. You know, I think, uh, uh, you know, even with my staff, uh, you know, the way we – interview and bring on new people um it's it's a process i mean you know let's say it's a designer for example you know i i can tell a designer by looking at their portfolio whether or not they've got that 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 vision or that or that knack uh but the next step is meeting with the project managers because the project managers are going okay that's great you can design but you know what's your attention to detail you know do you, you pay attention to what you're doing your checklist and everything else and if they can survive all that you know even naming convention how you store your files and and what you name your files you survive that then you're going to go up in front of the designers and the designers are going to ask you a lot of the same questions that that we ask but uh, the designers want to make sure that uh you know we're here as a team you know everybody gets along well um, we're very casual here, uh, but, uh, you know, everyone's got families and, and, or things that they need to do. And to us, as long as you're getting your job done and, and, that, and that's one of the key things is, is everybody here gets along like family and they harass the, sh- <laughs> the, hell, <laughs> the hell out of each other at, at times. Uh, but when it comes down to, Hey, this needs to get done. They all know blindly that they can count on each other to, to pull their own weight and to get it done. Uh, you know, so that it really empowers them. And that's one thing that I know new businesses uh, or people struggle with. I've I've seen (laughs) businesses have been around a lot longer that they they still, they still make that mistake is, and you got to get past that ego wise. I mean, I may have to show somebody 10 or 15 times. Um, It'd be faster if I just did it myself and get it done. Uh, But, but by that 15th or 16th time they go, ah, I get it. That means you don't have to, they, they get it, you know, right. and, and especially like raising kids. I mean, you know, you can tell them a million times, but eventually <laughs> that one million one, the heavens open up and uh, wow, they got it. You didn't have to tell them to, you know, bring the clothes from the dirty, from the room. Um, but, but, but no, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's empowering and, you know, and, and we all give real good feedback and I'm, I'm, that's, that's one of my things that I am good about now is, um, maybe it is because I'm older or, you know, that it's been beaten in my head by colleagues and, and, and other business owners, you know, a thousand times over before I finally figured it out. But, you know, giving feedback, you know, Hey, if, if, if something's not right, um, sit down go, okay, this is why this isn't working and this is how you should approach it. And, uh, you know, it just gets done faster and you're not accepting subpar, you know what I mean? Um, we, we take pride in what we do. So, uh, even, you know, we got a reputation, uh, you know, people that refer businesses to us, uh, we don't beat around the bush. I mean, we say that this isn't a good idea, but here's why, and here's why this will work. Or, um, you know, you're, you're, you don't have a realistic budget for this. You know, we're we're up open and upfront with them again, like that logo situation, the paint thing. We'll flat out tell you what you've got there. It, it, it looks like you're a sloppy painter. <laughs> you know, what kind of message are you wanting to send here? You know, so it, it's, and people appreciate that. I mean, right. especially, you know, again, they're investing their heart and soul and money into their business. 
it's important. I think it's also important for, as a business owner and manager, that you've got to learn to step back and observe. There's mm-hmm. just so many times that you get caught up in what you're doing um, that you're not st- stepping back and, and, and looking you know, listening to, to a, a, an employee talking to a customer, if they're going, how y'all doing? Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe it's a little too casual way to, to speak to this customer, but, or, you know, just, just get, listen to that feedback. I think, again, we, we get so caught up in it and it's okay to coach and go, okay, well, from now on, could you mind, you know, starting out your email like this or that salutation, or can you answer the phone like this? Um, it, it, that's important. You know, again, it, it's our image and, and, you know, we're representing our brand, no matter what you're doing, you're always out there. I mean, you know, where you're at, even in your, your personal life, uh, you know, people go, Hey, what do you do for a living? I work for this company and you know, you're reflecting that company kind of 24 seven, you know? Sure. As a small business owner, you are a visioneer, a pioneer with vision, but sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees. You know where you want to go, you know what you want to do and have, but you need a confidential second set of eyes to help you get there. Small Business Celebration can be those eyes. Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com and schedule a listening session. See the forest through the trees, realize your vision. Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com and schedule a listening session today. I'm talking here with uh, Dave Pivlich here of the Maracon Group, and we're talking about his superpower, which is the ability to make connections. And a fine example of his ability to make connections. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you're the president of and, and what is it that they do. Well, I am president of the Petroleum Club of Bakersfield. Uh, it's an organization that's been around since 1952. It In the beginning, um, uh, the founders were landmen and, and involved in the, the oil industry. Uh, it's evolved over the years. It's uh, really a, a private business and social club. And it's uh, at the top of the Stockdale t- Tower, which is the tallest building here in Bakersfield. Um, and it's it's made up of a lot of go-getters, you know, um, leaders in our community, business owners, uh, you know, people that are, um, you know, top of their game as far as management. And um, it's just got a wide uh, cross-section of people. And one of the things I like about it is with, you know, the relationships that you make up there, you're being around like-minded folks and, and uh, you know, you can ask questions. I mean, there's been times where we're up on the patio having a cigar uh, at the end of the day or, you know, at the end of the week and, you know, you got this new business owner and it's happened a couple of times, you know, and they're talking about the stresses that they've kind of dealing with. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so neat to get feedback from people that are, you know, in their mid twenties to, you know, late seventies or early seventies. I mean, there's a cross section of people and, you know, it, it's good to be able to sit and bounce ideas off of people. And I, I think a lot of times we get caught up in just reading some book and hearing, you know, this one person's point of view you know, there's a lots of different points of view. I mean, people have different ways of, of managing their companies and, and, and managing things. And it's good to, you know, uh, hear different sides of things and different approaches to things. So, uh, yeah, so that's the club. And you don't have to be in the oil industry to be a member. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's something that a lot of people assume, but that, that's certainly not true. Uh, uh, just, you know, being a, a, an outstanding person in this community and that enjoys great food, great service, and a great view. Well, and one of the things that's key about the Petroleum Club that's been known for a long time, and I think part of it is the reason for the Petroleum's long-term success, 
is Napoleon Hill wrote years and years and years ago about this concept about the mastermind group. And it's where you get people together, like-minded people, that have a wide variety of diverse backgrounds and diverse experiences. And you get together and you chat and you talk and you discuss the direction that you're individually going. And then you also give feedback to the other members as well. And as a collective whole, that makes each individual member stronger. Mm -hmm. And that is very much what the Petroleum Club does. Um, in fact, there's an event coming on. By the time you hear this podcast, the, the event will have been uh, come and gone. But I understand this is going to be an annual event. And uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, the event that's coming up this weekend so that our listeners can uh, tune in for it for next year. Well, we have uh, Friday, May 17th, we're doing the Cigar Fest. We're doing it in conjunction with uh, Cubano's Cigar Lounge here in uh, Bakersfield and uh, KNZR Radio. Uh, yeah, it's just a gathering of, you know, we're not raising money for anybody. It, it's just a gathering of, you know, people that enjoy cigars and, you know, fine glass of whiskey or scotch and just, you know, and a great meal. And so, you know, we're kind of uh, doing this to get exposure to the community, to more people that aren't aware of about the club and what we offer and, uh, you know, you know, how great, uh, Cubano's is. You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's meant for a networking, you know, it's just one of those, uh, like I said, trying to get people together to, uh, of like minds and, and, and a commonality to, uh, just enjoy a nice Bakersfield evening and enjoy a fine cigar. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And one of the other things I also wanted to ask, speaking about the community as a whole, is how do you connect with other members of the community outside of the Maracan group? <laughs> um, that's, that's a ongoing deal. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm involved with a lot of uh, nonprofits. Uh, I'm, I'm on the board for uh, Bakersfield Downtown Rotary Club. I've been a member for, I don't even know how many years, 14 years at least. <laughs> um, I sit on the uh, board for CARE, the Children's Advocates Resource Endowment, and they're the ones that uh, the money from Village Fest gets raised. Uh, this is the board that um, accepts applications, and we give grants to uh, um, local children's charities. Uh, that's that's a neat one. Um, I'm also on the board for Victory Family Services, and that's for um, foster family training. And hopefully, we're working on a, their accreditation to uh, do adoptions as well. And they do foster youth placement. Um, I'm gonna miss some. I gotta be careful. <laughs> um, like I said, I, I'm pretty involved. Uh, I am a current EDC partner. I'm a member of the Chamber of Commerce. I'm on the uh, advisory council for um, uh, the Bakersfield Symphony Orchestra, and so you know that that's one way to network. I mean, for for us, it's we're not big on um, RFPs. We and for are, those who don't know what's an oh, RFP. <laughs> a request for proposal. Um, so you know, if, if 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 a couple of people are sitting down and one's going, hey, this is my issue or this is my struggle, it's that other person that goes, ah, I know the company you need to talk to. You know, or I've done this and it's failed miserably and I've tried this and, you know, it failed miserably. I use my next door neighbor's nephew's cousin's person to build a website while they're going to school at XYZ college and they're not getting it done. You know, we're, we're that company. Mm -hmm. We're the ones that, you know, it's okay. These, contact these guys, they'll get it done. Um, and, and we do. It, it's our, our, our systems and processes that we've developed over the years. Um really do work and when we adhere to those uh everything goes real smooth and that's really what the client at the end of the day because you know they know they're not sure what they need 
they're, they're definitely focused on what it is services they're providing we're kind of an afterthought on just, okay, just create whatever you need to do. Just get it done. <laughs> and, and so we've got clients that are like that. They're mm-hmm. just like, you know, here's my budget. Here's, here's what my end result needs to be, or here's what product I need. And we take care of it. You know, whether or not it's everything from, uh, you know, getting a, a, an informal outline with them, um, hooking them up with a copywriter to get, you know, cause you know, they, they, well, I know what my business does and I, and I'll, I'll sit and I'll, and I'll write that down and I'll get that to you. Well, you know, Thursday rolls around, Friday rolls around, <laughs> like, oh, that's still sitting on my desk. You know, it's much easier to, to, uh, start out with, uh, um, something as opposed to a, a, a blank sheet of paper. So we'll get that first draft going, whether or not it's for a brochure or for a website, you know, we have somebody call an interview and, you know, we'll get bullet points. You know, what is it that you want to talk to? Because kind of like how you do your interviews here. You know, what what are these key points I want to get? And then the copywriter calls and, you know, and then the copywriter is thinking about how that end user is going to relate to that content. Um, because, again, as a business owner, you know all the acronyms and you know the the, the industry lingo, but your customer doesn't, you know. Right. And so our copywriters think about that stuff. And, you know, if it's content for the web, for example, you know, our copywriters also thinking, well, how's a search engine going to read this content, you know? Mm. So because a computer is going to read it, plus, you know, a human being is going to read it. So it has to make sense and, and work, so. And this all sounds like something that you knew instantaneously 21 years ago when you started launching the company. You knew all this and, and all how the patterns and all the things to look out for. And I'm guessing that's not exactly the case. This was this was a learned experience. How what were some of the pitfalls that you learned from on this? Well, first off, you know, when it, when it, I, I knew traditional advertising marketing by that point, so I knew you know what a, a, a great headline was and and a, a well designed ad and how your eye flowed through through an ad, for example. Um, you know, but websites, it's. We had, uh, I was working for another agency at the time, and we had three clients, um, really large companies, uh, well-known Bakersfield, needed websites. And so my brother-in-law, who was working for Adobe Systems at the time, uh, I called him. I said, hey, Jim, you know, what are they building websites up up there in Silicon Valley with? He goes, Notepad. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Uh, plan B. But, but that that's another you know, characteristic about me is, uh, you know, roadblocks and, and all that, you know, I'll find ways around them. So it, we had, uh, there was a, a company here in town that was providing, um, uh, dial up service, uh, light speed technologies for anybody. Old wow. We're, we're going back, West, in, back, back in the day. Aren't we? So they, they did a, a one day course for d- graphic designers. Um, you know, in, in, whether or not they work for agencies or, or they worked, uh, um, on their own as freelancers. And you know they bought us lunch and everything, and, and I don't even think the course cost anything. It was just free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you, you learn how to, you know, change the color of the background from white to red, and how to make your type bigger and make it blink. <laughs> and so I called the instructor. So that was on a Monday. I called the instructor on a Wednesday, and I said, "Hey, I need to do a client side image map." And so what a client side image map is basically you've got this graphic, and depending on where you click on that graphic it could be a picture or anything it would take you to a different link mm-hmm. and he goes well didn't i 
just teach you how to make your type big and blink? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, however, I still have to get this done. And so I, I had heard about this software called PageMill, and basically it was uh, really old. Um, you could like draw a box and then you could switch and look at the code and go, you know, here's the code for a box. And so for me, uh, you know, I didn't know all the technical side of stuff. I didn't know JavaScript. I didn't know all this other stuff. So I did the KISS uh, method to keep it simple, stupid. So, you know, I did know graphic design. I knew, you know, simplicity and, and just cause we've got this white space here. doesn't need to fill it up with something. People are so bad with billboards on that. So, this much for a billboard. I got to get everything in there. Okay. Well I'm driving by it, you know, 50 miles an hour. I'm not writing down your address, but you want me to look at it. I'm not looking at your area code. I'm probably not going to call you from that. I need to see your logo, what it is that you do. That's about all the most you're going to get out of me. Right. And, um, I, again, stepping back and looking at that, you know, into a business owner, like, I'm spending this much on my billboard. I got to, I got to put two paragraphs worth of text, Nobody's paint, gonna paint, need it. paint it black because, you know, <laughs> it, 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 three months from now when your contract, or six months when your contract's up, you want know, the billboards effective for you. Oh, it's the worst thing ever. Hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe is that two paragraphs of text that's on there so again with the website you know that was the thing i had to keep that simple nice clean design and 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 uh you know you look at how websites kind of evolved over time they'd started getting complex because it could do all these other things and then it finally you know kind of came back around it was like okay how do we simplify again you know we got so many things that they're clicking on and looking you know we got to get that path shorter to make that call of action so that's kind of one of the things I learned from there. Um, one of the other things I learned early on was, uh, so I started designing websites, obviously, and I needed a place to host them. And so I, I partnered with a company and, uh, um, we had a separate company. It was a hosting company and, uh, it was about the time of the dot-com bust mm. and, uh, I lost everything I owned. Nice. Um, but that was a learning experience, big learning experience. It was and an expensive education. It was a very expensive. And my attorney even <laughs> said, yeah, you just paid for a degree there, buddy. Don't make the same mistakes <laughs> twice. And, and so, I, I, again, I learned from that. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what did I do wrong there? You know, what, what can I do differently moving forward? And, you know, one of the things that did come out of it is uh, with my company, we also host our websites for our clients. So mm. we're not resellers of any of those uh, um companies that sponsor race cars or anything uh <laughs> we own our own equipment and you know it's funny because you know after a few years you know I'll, I'll get a new staff member that comes in and it's like hey i can save us money by doing this you know and i'm like all right what do you mean well we, we can outsource all of our hosting to somebody else i'm like all right go run the numbers and let me know how that works out and you know a couple couple weeks later a week later I come back on yeah, we're, we've got the best solution. And, and we do because, you know, for example, you know, if a client calls us and there's a problem with the website, we don't have to go put in a trouble ticket to a third-party service and wait for that. We simply call down to where our, 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 all of our equipment's at and say, hey, you know, machine number XYZ, we need you to go check this out or reboot it or, you know, whatever you do. Can you swap out a drive for it? It's, it's done. Right. You know, and so I sleep easy. Um, and again, when we're hosting that many websites and, and processing that many uh, email accounts, if I got one person calling me at two in the morning, that means I probably got about a hundred or more <laughs> that's making that same phone call. Yep. And, uh, you know, so, so we minimize that risk and um, our clients know that they don't have to worry about that stuff. I mean, you know, we're, we're on top of it. So, yeah. 
we're sitting here talking with uh, Dave Pivlich here of the Marcon Group, and you, before we started recording, you made a very succinct point that I wanted to, I'd be remiss if we missed it on. And I'd like you to explain the difference between the word problem and the word issue. Um, When people use the word problem, it's like, it's kind of just that that ending point. We've got a problem. You know, with an issue, issues can be resolved. It, uh, I don't think I'd meant to, I mentioned the part about my boys on the recording. You know, you you ask my sons what rule number one without skipping a beat, you know, they'll tell you, don't panic. Um, that is such an important part of, of, uh, conducting business. Again, you know, you, you can be in a situation have an issue and you can close your eyes and wish, you know, this wasn't happening, but you open up your eyes and it, it, it's still there. You have to address it. And so you want to address that in a calm, relaxed manner to go, okay, here's the issue. Um, what are the different possible ways to, to, to get this resolved? Uh, one of the things anytime I, I come out of a meeting where, you know, we're, we're doing, dealing with an issue, I want to know what, you know, uh, what's the worst case scenario on something. So we have, um, well, it's, it's in, you know, when we give out proposals to our clients, it's our, our 10 commandments. Um, one of them is uh, we'll always act as if there's no plan B, but we always have a plan B, C and D. And we hope that we don't get to those, but we still want to be prepared for that. Right. Um, you know, I just think it's important to, uh, to look at that. So, you know, someone did, yeah, the other day, I, I told them about the issue thing and uh, they, they had something that was even better and I can't remember it because I've been using <laughs> the issue one for, for so long. But again, it's just an issue and, and I, there's different, like I said, there's different ways to skin a cat and, you know, it's like, okay, baby breathe, you know, here's the issue. How are we going to best solve that issue? So. For those listeners who want to get in touch with you in the Marcon Group, how can they do that? Uh, the best way is through our website at themarcomgroup.com. And uh, how do for you those, spell, how, do you, how do you spell Marcom? That's T H E M A R C O M Group.com. Marcom is uh, uh, short for Marketing Communications, and uh, or they can reach us at four eight nine four 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 four. Yeah. So that's the best way to get a hold of us. Very good. Well, Dave, thank you for very much for being on the Small Business Celebration Podcast and sharing your wisdom and insight, and we thank you. Thank you. I've been asked, who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business owner who's a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Become a visioneer by joining the Tribe on Small Business Celebrations Facebook page and on Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you may find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. 
and that's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. If there is a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.